It's Potathon Week on the Big Sky Astrology Podcast with April Elliott Kent and me, producer and co host Jen Brown. Hey, friends, Jen here. Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. And here with me for some planetary fellowship and cosmic camaraderie is my friend, astrologer April Elliott Kent. Hi, April. Hello, Jen. That's a lot to live up to right there. Well, it's fellowship and it's camaraderie. I think we can handle that. But there was cosmic camaraderie, (laughs) not just any camaraderie. My goodness. Well, we are heading into Potathon's home stretch. Happy Thursday. We are delighted to welcome you to the second annual Big Sky Astrology Potathon. Hey, April, what's a Potathon? I'm glad you asked. You know the details by now, but in short, we're bringing you a week of daily, fun, shorter episodes with listener questions, prizes, and a raffle. And, of course, in tandem with these mini-episodes, we also run a larger appeal for contributions, which helps us cover the costs of producing the podcast. But first, we really do need to take a moment to say thank you to those of you who've helped us over the past year. We truly appreciate all of our pod pals so much. We absolutely could not make this podcast without you. Now, most of you know that our podcast is audience-funded. We're just a small, independent podcast trying to put out high-quality, reliable, free astrology content for you. So, of course, we hope to continue to earn your support. And we love to shout out our contributors' names at the end of each regular episode. And don't worry if you don't want your name called out. We have a workaround for that. If you want to remain anonymous and not be named on the air, just email me, april at bigskyastrology.com. Anyway, to encourage your contributions, here is Jen with this year's fantastic giveaways. Take it, Jen. Thanks, April. First, everyone who donates $25 or more, as well as our ongoing monthly contributors, will be entered in a drawing to win one of these five cool prizes. One grand prize winner will win a 90-minute reading with April, a $225 value. Two listeners will win a 60-minute personal astrology reading with April, a $175 value. April's been doing this a long time, friends, and you would like a reading with her. Trust me. A really long time. (laughs) Because I'm so old. (laughs) (laughs) It's looking younger and younger to me every year. Oh, you're very dear. One listener anywhere in the world will win an awesome astrology poster from friend of the podcast, Philip Laza of the Elegant Universe. And one listener will win a solar return report from April's online store. Well, that sounds like a very fun raffle. But Jen, what if somebody does not want to contribute that much? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) We're also inviting donors of only $5 or more to our special episodes for the September equinox and the December solstice. Yep, you'll get both of these episodes. Our September Equinox episode just dropped this week. It's 50 minutes long, and it's a very comprehensive look at the upcoming three months. Finally, all contributors to the podcast will get our whimsical bingo card. Play along as you browse our back catalog and listen to future episodes. (laughs) Oh, do. You will enjoy it so much. We also would like to say that we know that not everyone can contribute financially, which is totally okay. Don't worry. We get it. We still love you. Here are a few easy, free ways to help us increase visibility for the show. First of all, if you like the show, please dazzle us with a five-star rating. This is such a fast, simple way to help out. 
You could also write us a delightful review either on Apple Podcasts or any of the other platforms that allow comments. These always make our day. You can join the conversation on our website and leave us a comment at BigSkyAstropod.com. Just click on whichever episode you would like to comment on. And finally, go ahead and hit that follow button or borrow your friend's phone and hit follow on their behalf. Okay, don't do that, but you can talk to them about this show. A lot of you probably heard earlier this week, but our honest Virgo planets really want to let you know that for the time being, as we head into the end of the calendar year, we will be continuing to bring you episodes every other week. We do hope you still continue to find value in our episodes, even though they're slightly less frequent for now. We'll continue to pack each show with the same amount of love, care, and fellowship. And camaraderie. (laughs) And cosmic camaraderie. (laughs) And we hope to earn your support. Tell folks how to donate, pal. Just go to BigSkyAstropod.com. Look for the delightful potathon image that you will find there. We are not subtle when it comes to advertising potathon. You will have no problem finding it. <laughs> BigSkyAstropod.com. And now for today's show. What's first on today's show sheet? We have Venus at 14 degrees, 19 minutes of Scorpio, opposite Uranus in Taurus, of course, at the same degree. This does happen today at 2.41 a.m. Pacific time, so perhaps you've all been sleeping while this happened. Tell folks what they should know about this, April. Well, Venus talks about what we desire, and when it's in Scorpio, what we desire, we really desire intensely. And Scorpio is a very focused sign. And the danger often when a planet is traveling through Scorpio is that we get so intent on a particular goal or idea of what it is that we want that it can keep us from seeing other possibilities that could be equally or even more exciting. And that's what I get from this opposition between Venus and Scorpio and Uranus and Taurus, because Uranus is the awakening planet, the exciting planet, and the planet that keeps us from getting too blinkered in our focus, too set in our ways. Whether it's about relationships, whether it's about money, whether it's about something that you want to obtain, this is just a reminder, I think, today with this particular aspect to not get too attached to the idea of exactly what you want, because there could be something out there that's even better for you. I like that viewpoint. It reminds me of the theory around you need to be able to let go and create space in your life if you want to bring in new things. That's what that makes me think of. Well, yeah. And just to take Scorpio and Taurus out of the equation, Venus and Uranus together is always a reminder that the best relationships leave room for each person to be themselves, to have their own interests, their own friends, their own ideas about things. So this is an aspect that gives us an opportunity to stand back and look at the relationships in our lives and see, do I have the space that I need? And am I giving my friend, my partner, whoever it is, enough space to be who they are and what they want to do as well? Yeah, Uranus is all about freedom and having space. So that makes sense. Yeah, the difference to me between Scorpio and Taurus a lot of the time is Scorpio is attuned to what isn't obvious, and Taurus is about what is obvious. Mm -hmm. And I think anything in Taurus often says, gee, does it really have to be that big a deal? Does it have to be that dramatic? 
And Scorpio's like, well, yeah, really, it kind of does. That's where Scorpio lives, is deep into things. So there's a little bit maybe of that underlying tension as well, stylistically, between one partner who's, you know, really intense, really connected at all times. And with Taurus, it's just like, I don't know. It's not as intense on that level, I think. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it reminds me that we talked about, I think it was in the Equinox episode that we just published this week for donors that we talked a bit about the nodes that will be moving into Taurus and Scorpio because we're going to be having some eclipses later this year in Taurus and Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And I remember you talking about that. So if folks want to hear more about that, you get that in in the bonus episode that we produced. Good job, Jen. Good promotion. <laughs> the hardest part of that was trying to remember which episode it was in because we've been <laughs> recording a lot. Very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> I know. Next up, Jen. Yes. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for Moon Watch. Moon Watch. Play it. Yes, it's Moon Watch, and today we want to tell you about the moon entering the sign of Taurus at 5.38 a.m. Pacific time. The moon changes signs about every two and a half days, and the moon's sign on a given day really describes, I think, the tempo and pace of the day and our way of coping with things emotionally. So it's kind of the mood and the flow of the day. With the moon in Taurus, it's usually about taking things a little slower, a little easier. That's the best way to go. Moods are generally a little more stable when the moon is in the sign, which is why I think the moon is said to be exalted in the sign of Taurus. does particularly well there because it tones down a little bit of that instability that can come with the moon. But the moon does make a square to Saturn in Aquarius at 7.40 p.m. So throughout the day, there was a little more underlying tension than we would normally get with the moon in Taurus, as everything that we're methodically trying to get done with the moon in Taurus gets knocked off course, possibly by technological issues, especially as we get closer to Mercury stationing retrograde. The moon will also make a conjunction with Uranus tomorrow morning at 9.56 a.m., which will trigger that ongoing Saturn-Uranus square that we have been talking about all year long. And when planets are going through any of the fixed signs right now, they kick up the square, which is really the big signature of the year. Yeah. I mean, case in point, Venus in Scorpio opposite Uranus and Taurus that we spoke about earlier, you know, Scorpio is a fixed sign. And so we knew about a week ago that Venus squared Saturn. And so we knew that this was probably coming, Yeah, you know, within a few days. That's exactly right. Yeah, that makes sense. And speaking of which, we had a great written question on this topic from a listener about the Saturn-Uranus square in 2022. Would you like to read the question, Jen? Yes, this question comes from Birgitta, so shout out. And Birgitta writes, I'm interested in the Saturn-Uranus square and wonder about its influence next year. How long does this go on? April, do tell. (laughs) Will it ever end? (laughs) Well, yes, we are having that aspect. We're having three exact aspects between the two planets this year. One was on February 17th. One was on June 14th, and then we get one for an early Christmas present on December 24th. But it does get very close again. 
and it looks like it's October of 2022. Saturn is actually stationing direct as it comes very close to a square to Uranus again. So we're not really finished with it at the end of December. So there is more of this ongoing clashing between people or forces or conditions that want to regulate and make more and more rules. And then those forces represented by Uranus in Taurus, which is more about, well, you know, let's break some rules. Let's recreate our society. That is the tension that's going on. And yeah, we won't wrap up with that this year, unfortunately, but this is when it's really at its peak. And what we're going to be seeing going into 2022 is kind of more the aftermath of that. Because this is like any clash between the Titanic planets. This is one that resonates, reverberates a while. And it isn't something that just really starts one day and finishes on another day. So we will be dealing with a little bit of the aftermath next year. And if folks want to hear more about all of this, you can go back to episode 69, Saturn and Uranus. That escalated quickly <laughs> for more info, just general info on this square. I will, of course, link it in the show notes. Oh, as you always do. Well, Jen, that's the end of today's show sheet. Do you think that we have done it? Have we given these fine people their money's worth? The cosmic camaraderie has come through. <laughs> yes, we've done it. <laughs> all right. Well, Thank you to all of you for listening to the Big Sky Astrology Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to follow us, rate, and review. And we hope that you'll help us spread the word by telling a friend about the show. We're almost at the end of our second annual Podathon. This podcast is audience-funded. As you know, your generous donations help us keep the podcast coming to you. To donate, please go to BigSkyAstropod.com. Anyone who donates $5 or more will receive access to our current September Equinox episode, as well as the upcoming December solstice episode. And if you donate $25 or more, you'll automatically be entered in our raffle. One winner will get a solar return report from April's online store. One will get a super cool astrology poster. Two extra specially lucky winners will get a free 60-minute reading with April. And one extra super lucky winner will get a full 90-minute reading with April. We want to thank everyone on the air in the months to come. So... If you do not want us to mention your name, please email me, aprilipicskyastrology.com. You will also receive a donor email that will include this information, but we did want to make sure that we mentioned it here as well. Well, join us again bright and early tomorrow morning for the last <laughs> in this gala potathon adventure. And until then, keep your feet on the ground and your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening. To learn more about April Elliott Kent, please check out her website, BigSkyAstrology.com, where you can sign up for her newsletter, read her thought-provoking weekly essays, purchase her books, sign up for a personal astrology reading, and more. That's all for today. If you like what you're listening to, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast and hit subscribe to stay current with new episodes. You can follow Big Sky Astrology on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Sky Astrology. Thanks again for joining us and we'll catch you next time.